Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back, and we are picking up where we left off, I think, on one of the points yesterday when we were talking about centers of influence and past clients, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, really what I think motivated Julia to create this content today was a lot of you are already doing the proactive lead generation, the proactive calling to your centers of influence and past clients. You're using our script. You're using our system. So Premier Coaching Clients, yes, I'm speaking to you. So now what we're going to be exposing you to are five additional ways, in addition to the proactive lead generation, in addition to actually picking up the phone and calling them using our Centers of Influence and Past Client System. These are ways to reinforce those relationships, not to replace the picking up the phone and having the conversation. That's right. So this is in addition to, not instead of. So not so fast, all of you who are trying to get out of actual contacts. We are reading your minds. All right. So five more ways to nurture your past clients and center of influence. Your number one job in real estate is to generate new business every day. It is the it is what fuels the engine of your business. If you're not generating all the time, you'll experience feast and famine instead of predictable, duplicatable income that you desire. Any day, and this is a rule that I have with all of my elite coaching clients and the coaches have with the premier coaching clients, any day that you don't have a listing appointment, a closing or showings with qualified and motivated buyers, you must prioritize proactively generating new opportunities. Okay, that is really important. So Mm -hmm. let's break that down. Any day, (laughs) today, listener, if you do not have a listing appointment, a closing, uh, showings with a qualified buyer, you must be picking up the phone and having proactive lead generation. No, you do not need to figure out threads. No, you do (laughs) not need to be keeping up on your Twitter. Okay, pick up the phone, Follow our scripts and our system and generate a lead. And for those of you who are listening, who are truly motivated and focused every single day, you have not worked unless you set one pre-qualified listing appointment. That is the target that we move all of you towards in our premier coaching program. Next point, Julie. Next point. If you could choose any listing from any source, wouldn't you always answer repeat or referral from somebody you already know? Of course you would. All of you would. They already know, love and trust you. You probably won't compete for that business and you didn't have to buy the lead. Now you will compete for that business if your system for repeat and referral is dropping off things. You probably won't compete for the business if your system is to actually pick up the phone and call them and then maybe you want to enhance those phone calls with things that you're going to do to further, uh, I think, you know, boost your relationship with them. But please understand, if your center of influence and past client plan is a plan to drop off 12 little things at their houses on your, with doing your pop buys. And do not be surprised when you drive past that listing on your way to drop off the pumpkin pie in November and someone else's sign is in the yard. The someone who got the listing, it wasn't because they overpriced or undercut the commission or whatever. It's because they were picking up the phone and they're having conversations all the while you were the one dropping off the tchotchkes. Please keep this in mind. The tchotchkes, if you choose to do them at all, which you can choose not to do them, are there to enhance the proactive lead generation. Not to replace it. That's right. That's like the 10th time we said it in uh, less than uh, three minutes. <laughs> I know. I'm working on a, an analogy about going to, up to a potential seller's house 
and their whole front lawn is nothing but forget me flowers. Right? <laughs> well, so, so they don't know what you're talking yeah. about. So one of the, it, we, we always found this funny. One of the, um, coaches, trainers, gurus, whatever you want to call it, that's been in the business like since forever. His system is for you to do just as what we're saying. And a lot of people have iterated and copied what he did. Not us, of course. But the gist of it was is that you're supposed to buy the junk from him. He sells you the junk. And then you're supposed to drop the junk off at the house of your uh, centers of influence and past clients. In other words, your lead generation system is to be someone who drives around with a trunk full of junk, dropping off junk at people's houses. That is literally what they teach you to do. And then wait. And then wait, and hopefully they're going to call you. And oftentimes you're just dropping it off the door and you're running and hoping and praying that if they're thinking about, you know, sending a referral to somebody or doing a transaction themselves, that they'll think of you. Don't you just think, as I've just described it, that sounds preposterous. And yet, how many of you have actually tried that? It didn't work. It didn't not work because of you. It did not work because it doesn't work. That's right. Especially if you're not bothering to actually talk to them. All right. So today we're talking about five ways to actually nurture your database. Your database, again, just to remind you, includes your past clients, people in your sphere of influence and your professional sphere of influence. If you just got your license yesterday and you don't have any past clients, you still have your friends, your family, your neighbors, you have a sphere of influence. And we do a ton of coaching and premier coaching about how to actually create that. It's not difficult. We've done past podcasts. The easy button where you want, this is just real estate training. The best we can do on this podcast every day, it happens every single workday. We've been doing this podcast for over 10 years. We have over 5,000 shows. <laughs> yes, I'm not exaggerating. Uh, I think we have over 2,000 on iTunes because they don't let you put any more than that on there. But you will find information about every con every possible thought you'll ever have with regards to building your real estate business. But this one's very simple. Your center of influence and past client should be your first thing that you focus on, not the only thing you focus on. And for you to formulate a list, do not overcomplicate it. You do not need a fancy CRM. We've had very successful people that do their centers of influence and past client lists on three by five note cards that they keep in a plastic box and not just, you know, sure. people that are a thousand years old as I know what you millennials are thinking. The most effective form of communication, the most effective CRM is the one you're going to use. If the one you're going to use, cause you don't want to spend money. In other words, you're smart. Uh, and or you don't want to take the time to figure it out is going to be like a three by five card piece of paper, a notebook. You can even start using some of the free things that even Google offers. Chances are you're listening to us on an, I an iPhone. Mm -hmm. Well, your, S your, your um, contacts. Yeah, your contacts is a great place to use uh, for uh, essentially creating a CRM. You do not need anything fancy. You're not going to have to do a lot of dripping every single month. Like, so for example, at maturity, you're going to have, say, for example, every single day, you're going to be contacting, proactively generating to three to five centers of influence and past clients every single day, every single work day, right? We don't want you working on the weekends if you don't have to. Once you become a listing agent, you don't have to. So you're going to be working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You guys know the days of the week. Every single day, you're making three to five contacts. And those are the same contacts that you're going to make the following month on the same exact day. We give you scripts and a system to follow. That is how you dominate centers of influence and past clients. That is how you do it for free. That is how you actually see yourself being a professional real estate uh, agent. And then what do you experience? Lots and lots of success from that. And you realize this is probably the easiest business that there ever has been to make the most amount of money. That's right. I'm glad you got in front of the CRM question because they do like to use that as an excuse, right? Uh, one of my elite coaching clients that just joined came to us with uh, what they call the ABC plan using what you said. All they use is their uh, iPhone because they said, I'm not, I know I'm not going to deal with the CRM. Here's what they do. 
There are 20 work days in every month if you take out the weekends, right? 26 letters in the alphabet, but there's not a lot of names in the XYZ category, right? So you get it down to about 20 letters. They f follow their own self-prescribed ABC contacts in my iPhone. On the first day of the month, I'm gonna call everybody in the A's in my contacts because there's like 12 or 15 people. You're done. The next day they call the B's and they lather, rinse, repeat the next month. And Mr. Seller, listen, this is Tim Harris with ABC Realty. So listen, I've been receiving a lot of calls, texts, communications from different folks, people I know, love, and care about who are concerned about their home's value in this market. So what I'm going to do from now, this is your first call, what I'm going to be doing every single month is calling every single one of my you know, centers of influence and past clients, people I know, love, and care about. This isn't the script. I'm trying to give you guys an idea how simple this is. And I'm going to be giving folks a quick snapshot of what their home's value is. And people are going to be thrilled. And then you simply say, and I got your, I have your first report for you now. And we tell you exactly what to say. We do not want you creating elaborate CMAs for folks. Just use the market overview from your MLS. And then after you've given it to them, you ask, you ask them straight up, would you like me to do a more in-depth study of your home's value? I can email it to you later today. And if they say yes, then you need to ask, had you, have you considered putting your home on the market? Because this would be a great time to sell. Listen to what they say. Remember that you're there to be of service to them. Do the CMA. It doesn't have to be that elaborate. Cloud CMA or all these other great software programs will do it for you in like 22 seconds. And then end every phone call with, oh, by the way, who do you know who's thinking about selling a home in this market that I should be helping? Or, by the way, who are the two or three people you know who are thinking about selling their home in this market that I should be helping? Emphasis, helping. That's the key word. They're going to appreciate the fact that you asked it like that, and they're going to appreciate the fact that you're trying to indeed be of service to other people. Thus, you've proven so because you've just called them blindly and giving them something that's going to make them feel good. You will not find a seller in this market who's not basically, you know, won the Willy Wonka golden <laughs> ticket. Every single yeah. seller you're going to talk to is sitting on a mountain of equity. They're going to love hearing from you every single month because you're going to be the purveyor of exceptionally good news. That's right. So that was actually point number three that we'll circle over to because you did a great job on that, which was have at least five conversations per workday with somebody from your database. Bring something of value like do you know what your home is worth to your call? This could be information about a coming soon listing, talking about what the buyers need, some neighborhood news, et cetera. And of course, always asking them who they know who could use your help. So now, that was a version of what you just did. We give you a lot more drilled down scripts in this yep. whole system. Basically, you just plug yourself in. It's in Premier Coaching. Best part for you is Premier Coaching is free. Scroll down, click the link in the show description. It's right there. It takes you like 17 seconds to join. You'll have immediate access to all the first level of Premier Coaching. And yes, that does include a daily semi-private coaching call with a Harris certified coach a live call with a coach every single workday. And we're actually considering enhancing Premier Coaching up to four semi-private coaching calls a day. So yes, you heard me correctly. Hypothetically, you're going to have a couple hours worth of coaching a day to, uh, for Premier Coaching. We're working up to that. Mm -hmm. But right now, it's one. It's one call. It's fantastic. Make sure you're attending that Premier Coaching clients. The people that get the most uh, experience, the highest levels of success, the quickest are the ones that lock in and just follow blindly. I strongly suggest all of you do that as well. Premier Coaching is perfect for this market. And, and frankly, any market condition, any price range, any interest rate environment, any political environment, as long as people need to live in homes, we've mm -hmm. got you covered. So definitely scroll down, click the link and join Premier Coaching. That's right. Okay. So next point, again, we're talking about nurturing your database. Record a video offering a free comparative market analysis. What is their home worth in today's market? State some stats and facts about recent appreciation. 
Where do you get that? Well, you can use your Board of Realtor reports, Case-Shiller Index, and your own experience as talking points. For example, since 2020, home values in Columbus, Ohio, not a resort market, not a beach town, home values in Columbus, Ohio, since 2020, have increased on average by 41%. Now, can you tell me that every single person who owns a home there knows that or knows what their home is worth? Of course not. So where do you use this video? You can email this video. You can text this video. You could, remember this is in addition to making the phone calls, uh, you could put this, you could do a little fo a Facebook campaign just for the people that are in your list. You could post this on everywhere you can possibly imagine. And the call to action, the reason they're, what you're going to ask them to do is ask for a more drilled down, uh, you know, research on your actual house. You don't have to have any sort of fancy system or funnel made. Just tell them to text you and put your cell phone number in yep. the ad. The, le the fewer steps when you're running any, doing any kind of lead generation, the more effective it's going to be. Some people think more steps means that people are going to naturally prune themselves. But the fact is, is that isn't the way it works. They the, the best leads as well as the worst leads, if they have to click more than twice, aren't going to click. So keep that in mind. Point number two. Okay. Point number two is something that our coaching clients are great at. They have integrated this and systematized it. And that is to simply have coffee or lunch with at least one past client per week on a regular schedule. Maybe every week at Wednesday at noon is the time you do this. Okay, so this is part of your nurturing, nurturing plan. Invite somebody from your sphere of influence or a past client and introduce them to each other. Use your Ford script, that's family, occupation, recreation, dreams that we teach you in coaching, and be sure to talk about real estate. Again, who do they know who could use your help buying or selling real estate? If it's them, they'll tell you. Personally, I don't love the idea of taking people to lunch because you're going to get fat and it's going to be expensive. <laughs> Coffee. Okay, coffee. All right. Well, what I was thinking, frankly, is a walk in the park. Yeah, that's or let's fine. let's meet. Up, let's have a dog meet up and go on a walk together, or something like that. Yeah, if you live in a beach town, you know, go on a walk on the beach. Have fun with this. Don't Get to think, know people. Don't think you have to start feeding people. Is what I'm no, saying. That's true. Right. That's a good point. Keep the money in your pocket. That's okay. right. All right. Point number three. I'm sorry. We just cut. We already covered that. The next point is have three what we call meetups per week to expand your center of influence. There are three categories where you can find new opportunities to meet people and talk about real estate. Those are, point number A is there for a reason you're more, most likely to do this, things you already have an interest in. Maybe you are really into art, so you do something at the art museum and you're a big supporter and an advocate of that. Things that you like to do anyway. Maybe you love to go on hikes, so you are part of the hiking club. Okay, B is networking for the sake of networking. That's things like BNI, Chamber of Commerce, uh, investor clubs, stuff like that. Let's drill down on this. So a sure. lot of people are going to cringe at the idea that they're going to be hanging out with their friends at church or wherever else, and they're going to hate the idea that Julie and Tim are asking me to start soliciting the people that I know, love, and care about for work. Oh my gosh, what are they going to think of me and all the rest of it? Here's the thing. We don't want you to do that, actually. What we want you to do is be you, being you, doing what you like to do. And real estate naturally comes up if you let them, if you just simply remind them that you're in real estate. They will bring it up. You know, we're not suggesting you go to Orange Theory to work out and you just start passing. You don't have you have your uh, name badge while you're sweating on the treadmill and you're passing out your business cards. Saying, everyone. when are you moving? When are you moving? No. We're not suggesting that. You let people know, and we give you scripts and systems for this that you're in real estate, and naturally they'll start asking you about homes. Everybody's interested in real estate. Everybody, no matter what price range it is, everybody talks about real estate. It didn't 20 years ago. Well. <laughs> 30 years ago, it wasn't like that. But now everybody talks about real estate pretty much all the time. I'll tell you where people talk about it obsessively is the upper end real estate markets. Mm -hmm. Upper end real estate markets, people like the old Ford, you know, family occupation, recreation, dreams. That's what Ford stands for. If you're dealing with prominently um, uh, upper end sellers, 
upper end mar- real estate market. I think the new one should be R Ford because yeah. people people talk about real, real estate. estate. Before they even talk about their families. They'll bring it up with you sometimes. Right. Yeah. They don't like, okay, good, Julie. I'm glad you have a kid. Good, great. So what's going on with the house values? <laughs> I know. Did you see what sold for X number of price? Exactly. And uh, civilians, people without real estate licenses will talk about real estate constantly in the upper end markets. All the time. They'll start out with, I heard that. Somebody did this. Somebody sold for that. This is going up. This place got dozed. Whatever. So it's not. So this goes to a point that Julie is going to, she's writing a podcast for Friday, which you guys are going to love. But the gist of what I'm trying to express to you is don't be a secret agent. Yes. But at the same time, you don't have to be Mar of the used car salesman no. that's walking around with your white shiny shoes trying to get everyone to buy a used car. You could just be yourself doing what you love to do around people that you naturally have an affinity for because they too love whatever it is that you're doing. And you will naturally talk about real estate and you'll start cranking the leads. Yeah, I think the hardest part about that, Tim, just based on a lot of coaching calls and talks with the coaches, is doing it the first like five or ten times. And realizing that it's okay to talk about real estate and that doesn't make you a weirdo. You are more uncomfortable with it than the people you're talking to. And again, you're not just supposed to be doing PSAs. Don't just go and do public service announcements about real estate value. That's not what we're suggesting. So when someone brings up real estate for you, again, we coach you how to do this. The key to make it so that you will always feel comfortable is asking them questions about what their perception is of the real estate market. Ask them questions about what's going on. Ask You let them ask questions. Let them lead the conversation. Don't think that you all of a sudden have to just lift your leg and start peeing real estate facts on them <laughs> right. just because you're the real estate professional. No. So many agents think that's what they're supposed to do. You get your license and six months later, all of a sudden, everywhere you go, you're supposed to be giving a mini seminar on what's going on in the home's real estate market. No wonder so many of you don't want to do it because that's how you think that you're supposed to act. Nobody wants to be around people like that. Instead, you want to be somebody who's going to have a caring, competent, and professional approach to answering questions about what's going on in the real estate markets, about trends, about new construction. And people will naturally be attracted to you, but do it through a question-based format, not just by fire hosing them. There you go. All right. Next point. Send at least three thank you cards or congratulations cards to people in your database every day. You can use social media to get ideas. Who got a promotion? Who had a kid graduate from high school or college? Who just got married? So thank you cards or congratulations cards. Just make that part of your habit of nurturing your database. Now, here's what some of you are going to do. I'll just send a text or even worse, I'll just send a message in Facebook. No, send an actual handwritten card. You want to, I'll prove to you how effective it is. When was the last time, dear listener, you received a handwritten card? Uh-huh, that'd be never. All right, so if you received one today, from someone who was saying thank you, showing gratitude towards you, how would that make you feel towards that person forever? Exactly. Be <laughs> I mean, different. That, that person would uh, essentially have carved out a special place in your soul forever because they took the time to show appreciation. And how long does it take to write an, a hand address, three thank you cards per day? No time whatsoever. And how does it make you feel just the idea that you're writing three you know, cards showing gratitude or congratulations, as Julie just said, to different people every day. What do you think that does to your brand? What do you think that does to your reputation? What do you think that does when people that you've said thank you to in a handwritten card see you at the grocery store? You think that they're going to remember Bob with this billboard, or do you think they're going to remember how you made them feel because you show gratitude towards them? Well put. All right. Last but not least, your bonus point. Number six, client appreciation events. Now, this is a little bit more advanced, but you can refer to the 12-month past client spirit in, uh, event plan in Premier Coaching. 
Now's a good time to plan your next event. Learn what to do when and plan either monthly, bi-monthly, or quarterly appreciation events. Many of them cost virtually nothing and will teach you how to do it in Premier Coaching. That's that's too much to do on a podcast, but I wanted them to know it exists. It is in Premier Coaching, and that, it actually brings up a thought as you were reading that. Some of you will have failed past client and center of influence um, events because you did not really, frankly, follow a plan. And I'll give you an obvious answer. You got to be thinking if you're going to do a event, you got to be thinking what's going on in these people's lives, your centers of influence and past clients' lives. You need to choose the time of year and then frankly, the time of the month where you're going to be competing with the least number of other distractions that normally happen in yeah, people's lives. So let's just start with, say, for example, I'm in the beginning of the year, right? The beginning of the year, generally speaking, after um, New Year's, is an okay time to show gratitude towards your centers of influence and past clients if you wanted to do an event. But then as you scale through the rest of the year, you're going to have spring break. That's going to be a rotten time to try to get people to come to a, you know, a movie preview. Then you get into, you know, June, kids get out of school. Then you get into July, you have July 4th. And then you get into August, kids go back to school, maybe early September in your market. Then last week of October, you don't want to do anything during Halloween unless your event is tied to Halloween. Julie and I used to do that when we yeah, sold real estate. We try and make them logical, basically. Right. But you got to be thinking about that. You have to be thinking about whether or not you want to. So for, here's another, for example, you should be doing things around the holidays because generally speaking, people are going to be in a more relaxed mood and they're not going to be as busy or you're in a frenetic. So if you wanted to show a center of influence and if you want to do a center of influence and past client event, you could do them at all ranges of the financial spectrum. You could just do something that was free or you could do something that was tied in with a charity. It doesn't have to be huge either. No. Um, so an example would be Larissa Burke in uh, Missouri. One of the things that she's starting to do and it doesn't have to be a ton of people. I think she's shooting for 12 to 18. She's identifying women in business that are some of them her past clients, many of them in her center of influence. A lot of these are gals that she likes to hang out with anyway. She's connecting them, and her goal is to have them get together once a month in at her office and just, you know, talk about stuff. Just get to know each other. You're going, she's gonna talk about real estate. You know she will, but this is maybe 12 or 18 people, and she's not gonna spend very much money on that. So it doesn't have to be like a thousand person event. Don't be thinking that way. We give you all this in Premier Coaching, obviously, but just other random ideas. And we used to do a pumpkin patch thing where we'd buy a bunch of pumpkins. We generally speaking, get the money to buy the pumpkins from our title company or mortgage company. It would be sponsored and we would have a local farmer. You know, we sold in central Ohio. So there was a, definitely somebody selling pumpkins, not too far. And you from can buy them for wholesale when you buy a hundred pumpkins. Too. Yeah. We buy like a hundred or two. I think the, the peak, we buy like 250. Yeah. And we did it at a local uh, elementary school. We tied it in with an American uh, Red Cross, did a blood drive. It made it into the local press. It was on one of the you know citywide uh, you know news stations. It was a big deal that was generating. Now I cannot say for sure that Julie and I got direct. Oh, I saw you guys were doing your pumpkin drive. I'm going to list my house with you. It didn't work like that. What it did is it enhanced the people that were essentially already in our sphere yeah. and we, the people we'd been calling. And then they saw we were making a contribution to the community and giving back. And then they definitely were going to do business with us. Every The higher end you go in the real estate market, the, every single seller or even buyer is going to have multiple relationships with different agents. That's the reason that just solely relying on the tchotchkes is not going to get that referral to you. If you do the phone call and then you actually, then the phone call has to be a value like we coach you do in Premier Coaching. And then you tie that in, if you kind of connect the dots with some of the ideas that Julie just gave you, and this is just a smattering of the ideas we give you in Premier Coaching, then you've actually closed the loop. 
then you've earned the right to be their real estate professional. You've earned the right for them to want to send you that lead. You cannot shortcut that no matter how many times people try to lead you to believe that you can shortcut it through marketing and branding. You cannot shortcut it through marketing and branding. If you have a million videos on YouTube that are masterful and a whole bunch of other social media stuff and you're doing direct mail, all those things added up are not going to be as effective as the agents that's making the phone calls. And the people doing the marketing and branding know what I just told you is true. That's the reason if all you're doing is marketing and branding, folks, you need to be making the phone call too. And all of a sudden, magically, your marketing and branding is actually going to start working at a higher level. That's right. So you guys have some things to get to do to get to work here. Tim talked about a lot of scripting. We give you the specific scripts in Premier Coaching. We gave you six specific ways to nurture your past clients in addition to speaking with them so that you can connect the dots. And I have to remind you, Tim, that uh, every time that we've done a seminar, a panel, a webinar, something where you've got grizzled veterans that you are interviewing with, yeah. and you always ask them the same question. If you were looking back, Mr. Experienced or Mrs. Super Experienced Agent, and you know, you've had 20 years in the business. Let me finish it. When you ask them, what would you have done differently? Yeah, that's right. Here's what they never say, more marketing and branding. Ever. Here's what they never say, more postcards. Here's what they more never videos. say, more YouTube videos. Here's what they never say, uh, more time playing golf. Here's what they always say. They always say, I should have done a better job earlier, more frequently, more consistently nurturing my database. And this is a fact. In any sort of uh, personal services business, after not a lot of time, like when Julie and I were selling real estate, we sold 100 to 200 homes per year for almost 10 years. Sold over 100 homes our first year. Yes, you heard that correctly. You guys can, you know, it's all documented. So here's what we discovered. At going like our third to the fourth year, we were, Julie and I were proactively lead generating a lot, but what we started to see is the centers of influence and past clients, especially on the listing side, that became um, at least 50% of all the transactions we were doing per year. Now, we had done over 300 transactions by the end of our third year, more than that, obviously, but the reality of it is, is then it really started to turn on the faucet for centers of influence and past clients. It was amazing. And by the time we were in it for our fifth and sixth year, it became like 75 or 80% of our business, which means that the actual work of lead generating became a hell of a lot less challenging because centers of influence and past clients, as Julie said in point number yeah. one, are a lot easier to deal with. Always. Yes. I mean, that is who you would prefer. And people always ask us, if you were to get your real estate license today, what would you do? I I, and I think you would agree with this. I, the first two things would be to really start growing a center of influence and nurturing people we already knew yep. and working expireds because then you're balancing, um, you know, going after people who so obviously have a house to sell that you should be communicating with. Those are the expireds. And then building your sphere who are people who are easy to transact with. So guys, your homework from today's podcast, like every podcast, is make sure you read the notes below. And if you're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, please do give us a five-star review. Please do subscribe to the show. We do the show every single day. This is the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate agents in the United States. It's, you know, some days we have as many as 30 or 40,000 of you that download and listen. It is our pleasure and our honor to be your real estate coaches. Now, take action. Join Premier Coaching. The link is below. It is free for the first 30 days. That is your homework from today's and every podcast. Join Premier Coaching. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.